0: Welcome back for episode two of the Law Series with criminal solicitor Samir Bunga from Bunga Legal in Sydney. Samir, thank you for joining us for episode two. Episode one was great where we talked about what happens when you get a fine, especially a COVID fine in New South Wales, and your different options to take it to the court and get it withdrawn from the prosecutor or from revenue New South Wales. We talked a bit about the Act, and the Act we were talking about is the Public Health Act. Is it 2010? That's correct. Yeah.
1: That's correct. And that's the
0: Yeah, so if you plug that into Google, Public Health Act 2010, New South Wales, you can see the orders in there uh, regarding the mask mandates and so on, and you can uh, try and craft your letters around what it says in there and the exemptions that are in there. Today, we're going to be talking about how to deal with police. Now, we touched on this at the end of last episode. Uh, Let's talk a bit about, first of all, Samir, who are the police in terms of the executive branch of government? Because at the moment, people probably don't have a good understanding of their role in our in our society, in our government, um, and exactly what when they give you a fine, what does that mean? Are they saying you're guilty or what?
1: So, firstly, the police are not lawmakers. They're essentially enforcing the law that they're told to. They don't make it. We need to get that right. And if just because the police say something is wrong doesn't mean it's wrong. They charge incorrectly quite often. We see it all the time. One of our functions as a criminal solicitor or criminal solicitors is is to make sure our client, if he or she is guilty of any charge or should be going towards it or fighting any charge, it's the correct one. We see it day in, day out. So, no, they are not always right, and they are there to enforce the law that they've been told. So the legislation is a law that's not made by the police. That's made by our legislative assembly, who we have elected to be there, not the police. So we need to understand that. And I've heard people tell me that the police tell them that we are the law. Well, no. No, you're not. You're really not. And That's just a very arrogant, egotistical way for them to say it, possibly a bit narcissistic too. But generally what they are, they're there to enforce the law.
0: Very good. So the police there to enforce the law, though when you say enforce, you're actually also – making a distinction between decide. So let's talk about the judiciary, because that's where you spend most of your working life is in the court system. Uh, how does the executive branch, the police, differ? F- they enforce law. How does that differ from judges? What do judges do?
1: Now, the judges essentially are the decision makers. Now, this depends if you're in the local court or the district court or the Supreme Court. Now, I know in Victoria, for our Victorian listeners, you have a slightly different, slightly different system. You have the magistrate's court and then higher rather than a local court. But local and magistrate is on the same line. So similar theory. Magistrates decide fact and law, whereas a judge or the higher courts generally decide law and fact is decided by a jury. Putting that aside, the function of the court is to hear the case, both sides of the case, whether that's a defense case, which is generally where I come in, or the prosecutor's case, and that's where the police come in too. Now, in higher jurisdictions, we have a authority and a public prosecution team who prosecutes the matter. The police then become witnesses. They investigate, they put together a brief, and they put together a case. This is why they come across as quite one-sided. Ultimately, though, their position and their function is to put down and, I guess you could say, portray the whole of the case regardless of their strengths and weaknesses. That doesn't happen in practice, and most people will tell you that That deal with the law. Ultimately, they put together a very narrow-minded, single-functioning case. They, they try not to put their weaknesses in there. There are, again, some police who are a bit more open, but a lot of them don't. But their function is to present that side, is to give it to the prosecutor, who then functions to put the evidence against you to the judge, the jury, the magistrate, whoever, the, whichever court you're in. Our functions obviously defend the matter, especially if we're told to or in certain cases to assist in sentencing, which is a different matter altogether. But again, in this case, their role is more investigatory and to put that brief or that evidence in front of the judge.
0: So when a police officer hands you a fine because they caught you not wearing a mask, going over the speed limit, whatever it is, out after 8 p.m. here in Melbourne, (laughs) uh, they're not declaring you guilty? only court can do that
1: correct correct so what that essentially that ticket or that infringement you have a decision to pay that or fight it they're saying you're alleged to have done this on this such a time let's just use a mask because they were not wearing a mask on this day at this time we saw you we booked you here's your infringement now even if you pay with traffic offences and infringements like that, you're technically not pleading guilty. You're basically mm-hmm. throwing it under the carpet. That's that's an argument that's been going on for a long time. But generally speaking, that's what you're doing. If you take it to court and you're found guilty, it's very different. But know that police are not saying you're guilty. Oh, actually, I'll take that back. They probably tell you that, that that ticket doesn't say you're guilty. That ticket says that you're alleged to have done it. Then it's up to you how you deal with it. But again, this is why the police serve a function. Yes, they're meant to be there to protect us and the community in general. So they're saying, okay, you've broken the law or broken the mandate or whatever this case may be. Here's your infringement. Now let's deal with it from there. You get that, you decide which way to go. This is where the power's in your hand. And this is why you would elect to take it to court if you're not guilty or the police have done something wrong or there's a mistake about the situation. Now, sometimes you can review it, and generally you would before you get to court because that's a much more efficient, quicker system, but that doesn't always work either because i will look at what you've written in, I guess you could say, a short blurb and what the police officer said. So generally that doesn't work, and this is why people would then elect to take it to court to put their full case out there.
0: Yeah, so this blew my mind about 10 years ago when I went to law school in, in Sydney, Samir, so is discovering that – A police officer gives you a fine and you pay it it's like the Italian mafia in a way, because you pay the money for it to go away, at least in New South Wales. It doesn't actually go through a court system. You, In terms of the whole history of jurisprudence over our societies over the last few hundred years, you haven't been found guilty. You are actually not guilty of anything. You have simply had them allege or accuse you of a crime. You've paid the money for that little accusation to go away, and no judge or arbiter has ever even considered it.
1: That's exactly right. And this is something I'm glad we're saying this so people can actually realize this. You're not actually guilty of that. And this, sometimes in life, it's just easier to let it slide. Hmm. Maybe it's that argument with your partner, that argument with your business partner, and argument with anybody. You're just like, you know what? I know I'm right here, but I just can't be bothered. It's just not worth fighting. And this is kind of that similar situation. If you get a $150 ticket, do you really want to go to court? Do you really want to go through the rigmarole to try and beat it? A lot of people won't, so you're spot on right. In fact, most people will just weigh it up and go the other way. And this is why fines actually work, because they're generally not contested.
0: Look, it's a giant protection racket, as far as I can tell. I mean, I understand we need fines and law and order, but the way that people believe that that's the... Um that you're guilty when you get a fine. Hey, let's talk about uh, for the end of this episode, how to deal with, how to deal with police in terms of you mentioned that you get unequal treatment from police. I mean, we've all seen in airports since September 11th, uh people being treated differently. Uh how do you find New South Wales police are approaching people up there right now? And what can people how can people present themselves to police to make sure they get the best treatment possible?
1: Firstly, Presentation is everything. And in this case, the police do treat you differently for different reasons. And I think the first thing they're going to see is how you look. Today I'm wearing a suit. If I've dealt with police before, sometimes I've been wearing a suit, sometimes I'm wearing trackies. I look very different in both, it's just general. I know some of my friends that are of other ethnicities generally wear trackies more, they get pulled up for certain reasons. I have a beard with a different skin color and other people say my Aboriginal clients get treated differently too. Now I've seen videos online, especially TikTok that I've been shown about how to deal with police. That works if you're a certain percentage of the population or a majority of the population. When you are not, you are under a different guise. Now, this could be for many reasons. There might not be any inherent bias in it. There might be. I'm not taking that path just yet. But what I will say is you do need to be careful depending on who you are. Generally, you need to be respectful when you're dealing with the police. You don't want to be arrogant. You don't want to come across as being a douchebag. Can you use stronger words, but let's just use that for now. Be respectful, but be assertive. You really need to stand your ground. Remember, if the police pull you over, for example, they need to tell you why. Ask them why you've been pulled over. I do agree with that. In fact, ask them to record you. Police are generally wearing a body-worn camera. Say that. I've done that now. I generally say that. Can you please record what's happening? Remember, if you have a friend in the car, they can record. Police aren't meant to stop you there either. And so if you so hang, hang.
0: His- your friend can record you. Are you allowed to – so this is a big thing. Are you allowed to get your phone out and record police or must it be your friend or both?
1: No, you generally look, depends on the situation. You can, but then you're also exacerbating the situation there because, look, as long as you're in the public, sure, you can record because you're in a public space, right? That's why you're allowed to do so. But if you're dealing with the police directly and you pull out your camera and start recording, it's not going to go down very well. But if your friend's there, it's very different. They can record the interaction. And I get so many videos that have been, they've helped so much when the matter goes to court because the police have one side, then all of a sudden you have a much longer video that carries everything. Look, I don't think it's advisable to rip out your camera when the police are there and be like, buddy, I'm recording it. Again, if you're a certain person or certain people, you'll get smashed. Probably get tackled to the ground and a bunch of other things. Not worth it. Just be polite be very straight down the line. It's hard when it's in that situation. I know, I've been there myself, but you do need to carry that sense of respect just because of who they are. Remember, everyone has an ego. Some of these police probably have more of an ego and they have more power than you, unfortunately, because of who they are. So you need to deal with them that way. Now, the more, let's just say the more rude you are, the ruder you are to the police, the more likely they are to turn it against you. And the more likely they are to treat you bad. This is, again, not every single police officer. So please don't get me wrong. But I think play it safe. Play it safe from the start because you do not know who you're coming up against and you do not know who's there. Now, I can give plenty more examples and there are examples that I have and maybe we can use that for a later date. But there are. I've been in a situation myself and some of my clients have been too, especially if they're well known to the police, where they have tried to keep it clean, and the police have turned on them. We have proactive crime squads who I'm told under the carpet or behind the wall that they're effectively there to try and provoke a bit of drama. Now, that's a bit controversial, and I have no proof of that except for the anecdotal evidence that I have, but just imagine that. If you're in a society that the police are trying to ruffle your feathers, not really fair, is it? It's not their job, but it happens even in Australia,
0: not just American people. Look, this is, you know, I mentioned the Italian mafia earlier. This whole thing is, it's good advice what we're giving. Be careful. Don't set them off. Don't tick them off. But this is not what police are meant to be. They're not meant to be landmines that we're walking around. Careful, don't touch it. We don't want it to explode and, and you know, do something to us. I don't think this is what the Peelian principles of policing were intended to bring about in the UK when we had the first police force back in the 1700s, 1800s.
1: No, I totally agree. And look, some people say the police are better now than what they were back in the day, back a few years ago. Now, I don't remember what they were 30 years ago, so I can't comment on that. But then again, I also think the police could have been fairer in other ways. Back then, I think the police kind of acted as judge jury and execution to a certain point, I'm told, especially when you watch some of the primetime TV But In general, look, you do need to realize that this is just the way police generally work and you're spot on. Their function isn't to do that. But at times I think they forget that or maybe they become jaded over a period of time or maybe the power gets to them or maybe they're taught differently. I'm not sure exactly what the reason is, but the police are there to protect society, not just to go out there finding people for the sake of it or creating drama or creating an issue. We do need the police. I can't stand this defunding the police type of scenario. I think it's ridiculous. In fact, you'd want to fund them more and educate them more, not the other way around. But, hey, I guess different opinions, different people.
0: All right. Well, thank you for joining us for Episode 2 of the Law Series. Thank you to criminal solicitor Samir Bunga for teaching us a bit more about how to deal with police, and we'll see you for Episode 3.